an entitled Karen tries to steal my PS5 after I just bought it. And when I push her away to try and protect my property, she turns incredibly racist and tries to claim that I assaulted her. Eventually, the cops had to show up and take care of the situation. Here's what happened. So I'm currently still laughing about this situation as it just happened today. I went to Walmart to get some meat and diapers and then went to check the gaming section to see if they had a discount on some games I wanted. I noticed then that they had the first PS5 that I've ever seen in the wild since the launch of that system. And I thought, oh, that's great. I already have one, but I could make some money selling this one. I called the Walmart associate over and they opened the cage and they got the unit. And unlike other stores in Walmart, you have to pay right there at the electronics section. You can't just go to the cashier near the door and pay. So I coughed up a little bit over $500, got my receipt and was headed towards the door. And that is when I ran into the entitled Karen and her spoiled rotten child. Right after I paid, I turned my car to see this boy yelling, Oh my God, Mom, it's a PS5! As well as pointing at me and my cart. The entitled Karen then comes over to me and asked me where I found it. I told her I got it out of the cage in the electronics section, but explained that I'm pretty sure it's the last one that they had. And this is the beginning of the most hilarious conversation and chain of events that I've experienced in a very long time. The entitled Karen says, So you said that this is the last unit? I responded back by saying, I believe so, ma'am. You can go ask the Walmart guy over there. He can verify. The Walmart employee overheard our conversation and said back to us, No, unfortunately, that was the last one. We only got two units today and sold them both. At this point, the spoiled rotten child chimed in, looked at his mom and said, But mom, it's been two years of you telling me you want to get me a PS5. After hearing this comment from her child, the Karen looks at me and says, So don't you want to just give me yours? You're like 30 and my son will use it way more than you will. I was kind of surprised by this and I said to her, No, I'm sorry, but I've already paid for it. Good luck in your search though. The Karen then tries to gaslight me by saying, You did not pay for it. You're not even near the cashiers. Your people don't even play video games. I was definitely taken back by that because I could not believe what I was hearing. I said, Excuse me? My people what? What do you mean by my people? This Karen then says, Mexicans. I know you guys. Your accent is horrible, by the way. At this point, I thought I should pull my phone out because I knew where this was going. I've seen it on the internet many times, but I never expected that this would happen to me in a small town in New Hampshire. I responded back to this lady and I said, first of all, I'm not Mexican. Secondly, we're done. I paid for the unit and it's mine. You can go throw a tantrum, but nothing will change. Best of luck. After I said this, her spoiled rotten child had a meltdown. He slaps himself on the ground and begins kicking and screaming and having a tantrum. This Karen looks at me and says, you are a piece of trash. My son needs this and I'm taking it. You're not even from this country. She then calls me a racial slur that was unbelievably offensive. Thankfully, the Walmart employee overheard and saw all of this as he's the one that was helping me get the console from the cage. And best of all, this guy thought she was talking to him. So he comes over and starts yelling at her, reprimanding her for using that kind of racial slur that he thought was directed towards him. At this point, this entitled Karen then puts her hands on my PS5 and I instantly push her away. She then started to scream and yell saying that I assaulted her and that people should call the cops. She kept saying this racial slur over and over again, claiming that I did steroids and all this other garbage. So I just moved away and waited for the cops to arrive. In a fantastic twist of irony, the cop that showed up and took care of our situation was Hispanic. I tell him exactly what happened and showed the receipt of the console that I purchased with my own credit card. The Walmart employee also was a total king and he was on 
on my side the entire time. This entitled Karen got angry and started saying this racial slur over and over again in front of the cops. And eventually, this led to her being put in handcuffs. The cop then asked if I wanted to press charges against this lady, and I was like, yes, of course I do. I went back and tipped the Walmart employee about 50 bucks because he literally had my back during this entire confrontation. And also, I really did push this lady away from me. And without a witness, as a taller six foot two man, this really would have been a much different situation for me. I don't know which one I'm more impressed with. The fact that this Karen thought she could throw around these racial slurs and think that she could get away with it, while also trying to steal from this guy. Or the fact that this guy found a PS5 in the wild. I mean, those things are so hard to come by. This guy should thank his lucky stars that he had that Walmart employee to not only witness this going on, but also to have his back. Because this lady was completely unhinged. The second she didn't get what she wanted, she turned into the racist person that she truly is. I can't imagine being a fly on the wall and watching this go down, as well as watching this lady try to claim that she was assaulted by this guy. Like he was just protecting his property that he bought. She had no business putting her hands inside of his cart. Overall, this is really just some crazy stuff. But what would you do if you were in this situation? Leave a comment down below. We would love to see it. I was accused of credit card fraud, all because a woman didn't know her PIN number. So at the hotel that I work at, a woman came in with her dog to get a room. The check-in process got off to a rocky start when she learned that I would still require her to pay a pet fee for her emotional support dog. Even after I explained that they have no legal standing and are not covered by the law, she insisted that other hotels waive the fee. I'm sure they do. Unfortunately for her, I know the law and we don't waive it. Once that was handled, I went to run her card. The way we have it set up, the card reader is on my part of the desk and I run it myself. If we need a pin number or anything like that, we set it up on the counter so the guests can enter it. She stared at the card reader for a moment and asked me to run it as a credit because she couldn't remember her pin. So I went ahead and did that, but it was still asking for a pin number, which I explained. She got flustered at this point and informed me that she had been staying in hotels for the past 10 nights and hadn't had this issue before. She then asked if I could just type the number in and I told her no. If I couldn't run the card using the chip, I couldn't accept the card as a matter of our anti-fraud policy. For some reason, she decided that this was suspicious and unusual and took one of our business cards and wrote down the time and which of her cards it was on the back of it before heading out the door. A few minutes later, she came back in looking absolutely frazzled and again, she tells me how suspicious this is and that she is going to report me. I didn't ask who it is that she's going to report me to, but I did give her my first name and my title. She also informed me that she's going to cancel her card, which I guess means she's just choosing to make her own life a lot more difficult. Finally, she looked around the desk for a moment, examined the wall behind me as best as she could from a few feet away, and stared at the security monitors for a moment before finally leaving. After that ordeal, it seems like that dog is going to have a lot of emotions to support tonight. The fact that this lady acted like that and tried to pretend like she did not know her pin number is super suspicious. That to me screams fraudulent. Like 100%, it seemed like she was using a stolen card. Or she's planning on doing some kind of chargeback. I just don't understand why people have to act like complete morons when their card is getting declined. Like, guess what? It's your card. It's not mine. I didn't run this card and suddenly say, oh, I'm going to make sure it's not accepted. Like, your money's on that. Shouldn't you know what's going on with your card? How do you not know your PIN number? Like, that's crazy to me. If anything, she should get upset over the fact that she doesn't know her PIN number. Even though, personally, I don't think that was actually her card. I think she was just trying to pull something sneaky on this hotel, and when she didn't get her way, she tried to throw these weird threats around. At the end of the day, I bet this all was just a big bluff. She wasn't going to do anything. If anything, it was just fear tactics 
tactics to try and manipulate this poor hotel receptionist and try and scare her into letting her get a room or something like that. So honestly, good riddance. And hopefully this lady never has to deal with that ever again. I cheated to get back on my boyfriend for cheating on me in the first place. And now my boyfriend is acting like it's 20 times worse than everything he has done. And he won't move on from it at all. And now I don't know what to do. A cheater is a cheater. And there is never a good reason, even if you try your best to justify it. I'm a 25-year-old female, and I found out about multiple infidelities from my partner of one and a half years throughout our relationship. He owned up and apologized for the ones I was aware about. However, I will never know how many more instances there actually were that I may have missed. We have since tried moving on and have been working on rebuilding our trust. I was unfaithful in return, and once it was revealed, it was like the whole world turned upside down. Nothing but this one instance is redirecting and interfering with the whole course of our relationship. I understand the hurt feelings, the betrayal, and the shame he feels, because I went through it so many times with him. Like I said, there's no justification to cheating, and I think subconsciously somehow I do want this to be justified in some way. I just feel like his infidelity first, his actions afterwards, and how we moved on prior when it happened paved the way for this exact thing to occur. I truly do not believe I was unfaithful out of malice. It honestly meant absolutely nothing to me, and I could have easily forgotten about it forever. But because of this, I feel like I'm being penalized so much. He said that even though he still wants to be with me, he doesn't know how or if that is what he really wants. He said he lost all respect for me and cannot look me in the eyes anymore. Again, it is completely understandable that he is allowed to grieve in whatever way he wants. But I feel like I didn't give that same energy each time it happened to me. I guess I just kind of expected him to ride for me like I did for him, even though I see now that was probably a big mistake. I feel bad that I am so focused on how his reaction to my infidelity is so unfair to me, instead of just focusing on the fact that I messed up and caused an even bigger rift to appear between us. I'm honestly just very lost in the situation and I simply don't know what to do. I really think it's obvious, but maybe you just need someone to say it. This relationship is completely over. Like you cheated on your boyfriend to get back at him cheating on you multiple times. When in reality, you should have just dumped this guy to the curb and said, okay, get lost. But instead, you decided, oh, I want him to feel bad about what he did to me. I want him to feel the same grief that I felt. So I'm going to cheat after winning him back over and trying to make our relationship work. So you quite literally went the revenge route instead of having some semblance of self-respect and deciding, you know what? I'm going to go find someone who's not going to cheat on me. This is a very bad relationship and you would be better off being with somebody else. This man does not care about you. And he is more upset that you tricked him and cheated on him behind his back than he is about him cheating on you multiple times. I think both of you have a lot of issues to work on and I don't think that's something you need to work on with this guy. Because cheating to get back at a cheater is not the answer. It makes you both look stupid and honestly you could do a lot better than this. My marriage has changed almost overnight and I don't know what to make of this situation. I'm a 33 year old male and I've been married to my wife for four years now. Up until last week this marriage has been the healthiest relationship that I've ever been in. We had complete trust, wonderful chemistry, went on weekly dates, communicated very well, and we are, without a doubt, best friends. Last year, I took a job in another city, which has me away from home for half of the week. I knew that this would be a strain on our relationship, and we had talked about me staying for a year and then finding something more local. And now, we are a few months away from that mark. She agreed, and we both decided to put off trying for a kid until after that period of time. She recently got a promotion at her job, which has her 
in a high-stress training environment for the next couple of months. I offered to put my two-week notice in at my job so that I could be home more to support her, but she declined, saying that it was only temporary and that we would be fine. Last week, she had one of her male co-workers spend the night while I was away. She turned off our pet cameras, deleted the footage of him coming and going from our doorbell camera, and lied to me when I asked if everything was okay. The only way I found out was a neighbor asking about the strange car in my driveway. I confronted her about it and she admitted to having him over, but said nothing had happened and that they were just venting about work stress and relationship stuff. I want to trust her so badly, but lying about everything put doubt in my head. To be clear, normally if she would have told me that she was having a co-worker over to talk or to study, I would have 100% been fine with it. It's the deception that hurts the most here. We talked all weekend and her solution was space. I agreed to this solution and so I went into the city where I work a day early. She assures me that this is a combination of work stress and the fact that all the relationships around her have husbands that work locally. So I'm not very present physically by comparison. I have a feeling that us waiting on having kids is a huge factor there too as all of her friends around her age are having kids now as well. Our relationship has now taken a 180 ever since the initial confrontation. What was a wonderful marriage to my best friend now feels like I'm dating someone who is barely interested. I'm currently looking for a job locally that will have me home more, but I'm afraid that this is too little too late. I just feel hopeless right now. Was leaving a mistake? I wanted to take the week off so that we could really hash things out, but she wanted space. Or is this the case where I'm making a mountain out of a molehill? What should I do? I've got to be honest here. It really seems super suspicious that your wife not only had a male co-worker over at your house, but also allowed him to spend the night sleeping over there. And on top of that, she deleted all footage of him ever even showing up, not to mention the fact that she lied about the entire situation. That in and of itself is super suspicious, and you have every right to confront her about that. I really can't think of a good reason why she would delete the footage. If anything, I would have personally wanted to keep the footage around. I would have wanted to prove to my significant other that, hey, here was my coworker, they came over and they spent the night. Here is literal proof that nothing happened while they were here. Like, if she really cared about her husband, wouldn't she keep that around? To me, this is a massive red flag, and this is something you definitely should not take lightly. And whoever that neighbor is that told you about this strange car in the driveway, I would honestly keep them very close, because they have a good idea of what's actually happening. If anything, you could even go to them and be like, hey, what do you know about that car? Because I actually don't know anything about it either. And they might be able to give you some kind of lead as to who it was that was over at your house. There could even be a chance that they have some kind of security footage detailing exactly who was coming in and out of your house. Who knows? You never know unless you ask. I just think it's very suspicious and very hard to believe that nothing happened between her as well as her co-worker. She was clearly trying to cover her tracks about something that she said didn't happen, even though it could not be more obvious that something did happen. Because from the looks of it, she tried to remove any proof that he was ever there. And unless your neighbor said something, she probably never would have told you that he was over. So I think you should take a good hard look at the situation you're in. Because from the outside looking in, this looks incredibly sketchy. My partner's apartment is absolutely disgusting. And today I got so nauseous that I had to leave. Now, I'm not sure what to do. My partner and I have been together for three years. When you walk in through the door, you are greeted with a trash bag without a can in front of you, along with a pile of recycling. To your right is the kitchen. The sink is filled with dishes, and there is a rotting smell in the air. Black stuff has built up all over the sink. There's random pieces of food all over the counter. Sometimes there is cooked 
food still in the pan that has been left there for a week or more. The bathtub has grime on it, and the bathroom sink sometimes has black stuff on it. And because of that, I simply can't be in there anymore. My job is very stressful as a teacher, and I can't handle the stress it causes me to go there sometimes. I am also very sensitive to smells, so I can get very nauseous very easily. I went there today after not seeing my partner for a while because of a really bad name that he called me during an argument. I felt awful because after 10 minutes of being there, I just had to go home. I was so stressed out from work and I felt nauseous. It was not good. Overall, it made me really sad. I wish I could just go happily to my partner's house and hang out. I told him how I was feeling and he said I didn't have to come over if it made me feel sick. I told him I would like to be able to come over because otherwise we won't see each other much. I would invite him over to my place, but I currently have roommates who are not fond of guests. He said it upsets him, but he can't keep the apartment how I like. I asked for clarification, as well as an explanation as to why he couldn't just clean up the black stuff and the old food on the counter, since that is what really bothered me. And after I said that, he got upset and said he didn't want to have a conversation about it. This is all tearing me apart because I want to spend time with him, but he's not making any kind of effort to clean things up. And now I simply don't know what to do. This is a really nasty situation because there's a really simple solution. Why doesn't this guy just hire someone to do a deep cleaning of his apartment? Like there's literally services available to take care of this like today. It seems like the guy in the situation is being very selfish. Like this could very easily be taken care of and your girlfriend could actually feel welcome at your apartment. But instead you want to keep it dirty and gross while acting like you can't clean up the place. And I don't personally think that the original poster is overreacting. If I went into someone's apartment and it smelled like everything was rotting and there was black stuff in the bathtub and in the sink and there was food and dirt and grime all over the kitchen, I wouldn't want to be in there either. Why would I? That honestly sounds really disgusting. So I don't blame her for saying, whoa, you got to clean this up. This is bad. Maybe the boyfriend just doesn't realize how bad it is and he's acting prideful and probably embarrassed to do anything about it. So if anything, maybe talk to him about hiring somebody to clean up the apartment. Like, I don't think this is the first time this has ever happened where someone gets behind on cleaning up their apartment and things have slowly started to get disgusting around their living space. So I would say try and have that conversation with him and hopefully he's willing to make that step because this is a really easy thing to fix and it would be really silly to let this be the thing that drives your relationship apart. Today I messed up when I tried to convince my parents to do an intervention for my brother who had some really bad addictions and boy did it not go well. What I'm about to share happened more than a month ago and at the time there was nothing funny about it. Now it completely cracks me up and makes me cringe whenever I think about it. So at the time I was 18 years old and I still lived with my parents and Christianity played a big role in my family. It still does. I'm not sure if I believe what they believe, but one thing was certain. My brother, who's 25, believed that there was only one true God and that was the variety of substances that he was addicted to. At some point in his life, getting under the influence, if you know what I mean, was no longer about having fun. It was about feeding an addiction. When he started stealing from my family to support this habit, that's when my dad called the cops and had him arrested. My dad's plan was not to send my brother to prison. He was just buying time to come up with another solution. He called a family meeting and we brainstormed. Besides praying and hoping that a higher power magically makes my brother stop using these substances, rehab was the next best thing. My dad wanted to literally drag my brother to the nearest rehab center and force him to check in. I suggested that we try an intervention, just like the ones on TV, where loved ones talk to their family member who was struggling with addiction. In those television shows, they would have letters that they wrote to show how much they care and hopefully inspire the addict to seek professional help. My family agreed to do the intervention based on my passionate 
alternate pitch. We wrote our letters and waited until my brother got released from jail the following day. When my brother entered the house, the living room was occupied by family members, church members, and a few of my brother's friends and one of his ex-girlfriends. I never expected my parents to basically invite the whole town, but there they all were. My mom explained to my brother what was happening before volunteering to be the first person to read a letter. But my brother was not about that life. He told my mom to stop reading and allow to go upstairs or he was going to get upset and say some things that he can't take back. But my mom kept reading, which then prompted my brother to roast the ever-living crap out of all of us. He made fun of my mom for being addicted to Botox and always running on the treadmill with her arms straight down. He then asked my dad what God thinks about him paying for scandalous pictures online, if you know what I mean. He said some terrible things about me and then moved on to my uncle, advising him to lose 200 pounds before trying to save another person's life. Then he went to his ex-girlfriend, and this was probably the funniest one of them all. He said to his ex-girlfriend that her belly button looked like a butthole, which was the real reason he broke up with her. This went on and on until an argument broke out between my brother and everyone else. If my brother was not the tallest person in the room, my guess is someone would have punched him in the face long ago. Luckily, it didn't go that far. My brother eventually went upstairs and didn't come down until there was no one left but my parents and I. It was awkward between all of us. My dad and I were unable to look at each other for the rest of that week. And what made it even worse was the fact that neither of us denied what my brother said about all of us. It was never mentioned again. Since then, my brother agreed to go to rehab. He's been clean for 22 days, and it seems like he's doing so much better. My mom stopped using the treadmill and is now running in the park early in the mornings, when none of us are awake, just so she can see if she's actually moving her arms or not. Thankfully, everything seemed to calm down, and the drama went away, and hopefully my brother continues to stay clean. This story is literally hilarious because that older brother had an insult for just about everybody. He probably had something stored up on everybody in that room ever since he went to jail. And that is absolutely hilarious to me. It is great to see that he's clean for 22 days and hopefully he keeps that streak alive. Because even though his family was just a little too clumsy about the intervention, I think there's people in his life that love and care about him and they want to see him have success in this. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.